creaming again? Yeah. Is it the movie that got you creaming? Well, it was the movie that got me like pre-creaming, and then it was the ASMR here with this this mat, this uh, lovely mat that just really threw just it over the edge. Yep, pushed me a little bit too far. First, it was John Krasinski, and now it's mm. this just threw you over. Yep. What's up, guys? Welcome to another Subjective Cinephiles. My name is Adam. My name is Stanton. And on that creamy note, we're gonna get started. Ooh, so creamy. We got some goodness for you today because we just saw... A Quiet Place 2. Part 2. Say it right. A Quiet Place Part 2. There's a difference. Oof. 2 is like... You're right, you're right. Less, like, you know, I mean, sophisticated. Think about it. Scary Movie 2. Yeah. Scary Movie <laughs> Part 2. Okay. You know, you I'd go point. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? Never seen a single scary movie, honestly. That's... Yeah, I know. You've there's so many, but I, I guess you could say the same thing about me. It's it's like different ranges though. Like there's a lot more. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't want to say classy or like a lot more sophisticated films that I haven't seen. Whereas like, I feel like I've seen more popcorn flicks than you. You definitely have. Yeah, you definitely and, have. And, and it's, I go more for the artsy fartsy shit. And you. Right. You you do too, but you go for the popcorn stuff more right. than I do, whereas I go for that stuff more when which, it's recommended to me. Right, and we both – which I think that's why we work so well because yeah. we both appreciate both. Yeah. But we're both stronger on the other side. I would agree. Which is really cool and interesting, yeah. So anyway. one thing that popped into my mind when we were watching this film and before we get into actually talking about it, mm-hmm. just an interesting little side topic. Um, what would be maybe your favorite or – top three if you really love them cold opens in movies you know what a cold open is right uh i think go ahead, well, go ahead. Give a me cold open for anyone that doesn't know is basically when a movie starts off you're in the action and it's everything leading up to the title card or the right, title sequence right. the okay main title uh I th- so think you know any typical bond sequence before he shoots at the camera mm. or you know anything like that oh um Honestly, uh, one just came to mind that I was actually thinking about when I was looking at a Blu-ray or a 4K movie a little bit ago, um, which isn't connected. So I don't. Anyway, Mission Impossible Three. Ah, Have I'm ignorant s- to these movies because yes. I've never seen any of them. Unfortunately, it's a big, it's a gaping hole in my film knowledge. Um, but yeah, the cold open there with uh, obviously you don't know, but if any of the listeners know, uh, what's his name, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. And Rest in peace. this scene, or is it Philip Seymour Hoffman? Holy crap. I believe he was in one of those movies. I believe that was him. He was much younger then, so that's why I feel like I'm not sure if... Okay. I gotta look that up. Anyway, it was one of the most... I was in theaters when I seen it, and oh man, it was it was damn good. Um, I remember seeing it with my brother-in-law, and we both looked at each other when the title card came up, and we're just like... We we both just gave each other, huh? Your brother-in-law. Yeah. You mean like the one I know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. But we both shout out. It. Yeah, shout out to Fred, special Fred. Um, I wasn't gonna say his name. You said his name. Okay. That's all right. That's fine. You can throw it out there. Now he's gonna think he's gonna get famous. Probably. You can't do any guest spots. <laughs> Love you to death. Uh, but anyway. We both gave each other a look. We didn't even, you know, say anything, but it was that same look of like, oh, shit, we're in for a ride. This is going to be fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, any others? Mm. Go ahead. Not off the top of my head right now. Before tonight, 
I would say that my favorite cold open of all time was probably The Dark Knight. Actually, I can't think. The Dark Knight isn't a cold open. It starts with a t- Does it start with a title card and then it's the bank robbery or is it the bank robbery and then it's a title card? I'm pretty sure. Are you thinking Oh wait a minute. Yeah, cuz I see I'm getting it mixed it up. It starts I'm thinking, off in the bank. It does start off at the, the bank. Bus. Yeah. Cuz I'm thinking when you said Dark Knight, I was thinking Batman Begins. Uh, I get that mixed up every yeah. damn time. Okay, okay. But yeah, so Am I right though? Is that a cold open? From what I understand, the cold okay, open to be, yeah. Okay. yeah I'd say I would so. say either that or um, the Casino Royale uh, cold open. Yes. Black and white, so gritty. It's such a perfect introduction to that Daniel Craig Bond, you know, fantastic. Yeah. But after tonight, my favorite cold open is A Quiet Place Part 2, I must say. Holy shit, the opening to this movie is some of the most intense, visceral filmmaking I've ever seen. It's so good. John Krasinski is a master of suspense and a master of PG-13 horror. He makes these monsters look menacing and terrifying, like fucking <laughs> a, a Demogorgon's meaner, older cousin. I kept thinking Demogorgon meets uh, Clicker. Yes. From The Last of yes. Us. Yes. And, and then some. <clears throat> Like, those long-ass arms just, like, flinging, hitting people. Yes. That's terrifying. It's like... horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the way that he does it with that, he they cause such carnage, but there's not the need for them to be ripping people apart and, like, chowing down on people. Like, like he doesn't need to resort to gratuitous violence. And you know me. I love gore. Gore has its place. But it's not needed here. And I don't think it doesn't. I don't view it as John Krasinski restraining himself to get a rating. I view it as this is his vision, and his vision does not include gratuitous violence. And yeah. I really respect that. This is such a good fucking horror movie. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just going to stop for a second. Yeah. I'm getting too creamy again. I think I think uh, I never once missed it, never thought about it, you know? Never thought, oh, I wish there was more gore, or I wish it was more violent, or... It yeah. didn't need to be, yeah, like you said. And I think because what it le- what it didn't have in that, it made up for in so much suspense. Yes. Like, you, whatever feelings you get from seeing that, that horrible gore and, like, that, you got that in the suspense. And, and holy shit, was it suspenseful. I mean, I was, I don't do that, but I was, like, audibly saying, like, oh, shit. Like, I, oh, I was what? reacting like, a lot. I, yeah. <laughs> I literally like quite literally held my breath on like at least two separate yeah. occasions i was like oh my god this is so intense <laughs> yeah. he's yes. a master he's a master i never would have expected john krasinski you know um jim from the office for yeah. fuck's sake to come to become a, a master of horror horror and suspense filmmaking like this yeah. guy is is be- Become one of my favorite directors, and I can't wait to see what he does next. He's so good. Yeah. Absolutely, I could just gush about this movie, man. Like, I, I mean, going into, I do have it's. I don't know. I have some criticisms, but overall, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, going into it, I heard all the great reviews and stuff, so I was. I don't know when that happens. I get a little reserved. I'm like, all right, well. Is it, or is it just all going to be hype? Like, you know, what am I really going to think about this? But, um, yeah, right away, I mean, like you said, 
from the cold open to even just I was just constantly hooked. I found you know what what I really noticed uh, without getting into any spoilers. I don't want to say the exact moment, but at a certain point at the end when I realized because I was so deeply into it, which very rarely happens. I was so engrossed and so in so much suspense and also just like excitement that I forgot where we were in the movie in the sense that it was about to be over. And I was, and once I realized once something in particular happens and I'm like, it hit me, I'm like, Oh shit, we're at the end. I was sad. I was like, Oh, it's about to be over. Damn it. Like (laughs) this was so fun and like, uh, and exciting, but yeah. This um, movie has a brisk runtime and is very tautly paced, and it doesn't feel like we're missing anything. No. The other movie that we're going to talk about later on is a similar runtime and really felt like we were missing a third of the story. Right. But this movie is the perfect runtime. It wasn't missing anything. It was just from start to finish. I was on the edge of my seat. Like, holy shit, it doesn't let up. Right. And to be clear, which we didn't even mention... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this and then we're going to talk about, um, those who wish me dead yes, or those, those who want me dead or something those, like that. I'm pretty sure it's those who wish me dead. Okay. With Angelina Jolie. Yes. Um, on, was it, no, HBO. HBO Max. Yeah, HBO Max. Uh, yeah, but just to say that's what's up next. But, um, one thing I do want to say as far as, uh, the pacing or, or how long it was. Yeah, like. I don't even know. What did you say the runtime was? One you... hour and 47 minutes. Okay. See, I didn't even know going into it, nor did I, did I know after how, how exactly how long it was. But um, I, I could have kept going. Like, even Absolutely. at that. Like, I, I they, they did everything they needed to do within that runtime, and I'm satisfied with it all entirely. But at the same time, like, shit, I could just keep going. Just keep showing me more of this, yeah. you know? more different stories or, or keep it i don't know something like i wouldn't have cared let's go two three hours absolutely <laughs> after the movie but, one of the first things i said to you was i could sit and watch this again right now. oh right you were like yeah we could i could absolutely go for a second viewing right now like that's yeah. how good it is there's tons of stuff that i didn't that, that i'm sure i would catch in second viewing the opening sequence is packed with detail yeah. There's one shot in particular that I'm not going to ruin for anyone. I'm not going to get into it until we get into spoilers, but it gave me fucking chills. It was so good. Like, it made the hair on my arm stand up. Right. Um, I wish I knew what part you were talking about. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to the spoiler yep. side of things, no of spoilers, course, yeah. like always. And, yeah, there's some, some things I want to mention that I noticed. I want to see if you noticed in the opening. Um, but with that said, I want to talk about some of the acting. Um and I want to get some of the names right here, so I'm going to pull them up because a couple of them I'm not too sure on. Um, okay, well, actually, I did not know her name. Uh, that plays the deaf uh, daughter. Okay. Do you know her name? I do not. Okay, I thought you could help me with the pronunciation here. What is uh, Millicent Simmons, I believe? Yes, you got it right. Did I get it right? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to butcher that. No, nope, you got it right. Uh Without spoiling too much, she had a much larger role than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really. I think I saw one trailer uh, going I didn't into see this. Any trailers. Um, but she had a much larger role than I realized she was going to, and she definitely held her own. And I thought she was fantastic. Knocked it out of yes. the park. There were moments, you know, that we'll talk about later, where you know, 
she did just such a fantastic job uh, in situations of... This is really Millie Bobby Brown territory mm-hmm. level yeah. child acting here. Like, this is Absolutely. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the only acting, or the not even acting, the only character, that's not even about acting, but there was one character that annoyed me a little bit. At one point one. in time, but it was it was redeemed later. I and think I know which one. <laughs> you probably do. I don't want to get into spoilers, no. and this doesn't to say this doesn't spoil anything, uh, but just to say that the son, um, well, I guess technically there's two Man sons. In a box. <laughs> but no, I'm saying the the older boy because the baby's yeah. a boy too, right? Yeah. Okay. But anyway. No, I know, I know what you meant. I was just being stupid. Oh, okay, okay, just making sure. Uh, but he, I didn't think you were annoyed with the baby. Because no, that's not the baby really didn't fair. Really... You know what? If anything, baby can't help it. if anything, no, that baby was damn good for the yeah. situation yeah. that you know that it was in, uh, in general. But no, the the older boy, like he, I mean, you know, that's his age and everything. But there's a moment where he does something that just really pisses me off is redeemed later with the way he acts towards his his baby brother and he's really sweet and nice with him and that made me feel a little bit more compassion towards him but there was a couple moments where i'm just like damn it kid just yeah stop being a yeah (laughs) but there's got to be one right it can't all be like i think that was definitely i i think that was intentional oh yeah i'm sure yeah definitely um Again, I wasn't saying necessarily a complaint. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He annoyed yeah. me. <laughs> I definitely very annoying. Uh, um, I, I just wanted to smack him a couple times. I was like, "Damn yeah. it, kid! Come on now." <laughs> um, I will have I will levy one complaint. Okay. Uh, one fault in this movie, technically. Um. John Krasinski should have been in it more. <laughs> and I mean that in a joking way. Obviously, he's not. He can't be. But I'm saying, like, it was so much fun watching him in the first mm-hmm. one. And I loved the opening with him. And it just, it's so sad that he had to, you know, to go in the first one. Because I would have loved to have seen him more. Do you think that he planned to do a sequel to this? And had he, because I feel like maybe he didn't. He didn't think it was going to go this far. But had he known, maybe he wouldn't have killed off his character. Honestly, no. I think no, that he think wants. He wants to have more time behind the more camera creative control and more creative and less, control and yeah. more freedom to, to play around, and he can't do that as much it. when he's in front of the camera. Yeah, that's what that's what was hitting me when I was watching it. When I was watching Killian Murphy and thinking I could see John Krasinski doing this, but I'm glad that he's letting someone else do it because he's so fucking good. Yes. behind the camera. Yeah, like I love him as an actor, but Jesus Christ, the guy's a natural. And I mean. I can't say anything negative about... How do you pronounce his name? Killian? Killian. Killian? Okay. It's uh, Irish. Um. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything bad about him anyway. I mean, he was fantastic. Uh, I was going to mention another person, but that might be a little bit of a spoiler because it comes in way late in the film. So I won't say anything more. Good cast. Uh, Good cast great all cast. around. I mean, Emily Blunt, great all around again. She I love her in everything. She didn't have quite as much to do in this one, but definitely. I mean, I get why. Yeah. Uh, but what she did, fantastic, yeah. of course. Um, she kicks some ass royally. She definitely has a moment. Yes. Um, but she, she definitely, I would say this movie, the adults take a little bit of a backseat for the kids. And uh, mm-hmm. 
I liked that. I think they, it could have been stupid, but they managed to make it really entertaining and really, uh, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, do you have any more negatives? Do you have any, any, no, uh, nothing else really to say other than, you know, uh, before we get into anything spoiler wise, um, we uh, we both obviously loved it. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but we're literally just coming off of watching it. We didn't yep. speak at all. Dro- drove straight Opening here weekend. from the from the from the theaters to to do this. Um, one last thing I will say, completely unrelated to anything we've said, but um, I have one issue with. I don't know if you'd call it world building, but just something that they do. Like, there's a lot of really just, you know, incredible, which we, we've seen from the first movie, uh, details and things that they do to survive, like the sand and the um, and the leaves in order to be quiet, um, the fireworks to deter them whenever, you know, to get them to go after that, whenever, all these different things that they do to, to survive in this world. And the one thing that everybody else, or that everybody in this world also seems to do is go around barefoot to be quiet right in order to not make sound because you know you wear shoes it's going to be louder did no one think to strap like some cotton to the bottom of some shoes or something so you foot don't wraps. tear this shit up yeah foot wraps are are uh, been around for fucking thousands anything. of anything yeah. yeah get a, get get a damn tampon and put it on the bottom like, of your like something <laughs> it's there's there's innumerable solutions yeah. to that innumerable? double up on some socks you know yeah so, anything <laughs> but um, yeah that that annoyed me <laughs> so what's your overall rating um yeah and you know try not to be biased here second time back to the theater it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. even more than the first mm-hmm. um i don't see how i can't i don't i don't see how i can give it less than a 10 because i've got nothing bad to say yeah. nothing me either i wouldn't have changed anything Nope. I not that you know how dare me even think so, but like acting was incredible. I would have made it longer just because I'm selfish and I want more, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it didn't need to be longer. It was everything that I wanted it to be, everything I didn't know I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and then more. Yep. So I don't see how I can say anything less than a ten. I was sitting there, and we were about two thirds of the way through. Um, and I was thinking, I'm sitting at about a nine. This is really, really good. I don't know what could possibly happen to get it up to a ten. It would take something, you know. Yeah. It's just I'm just kind of sitting on a nine. It's just it's good. It's really phenomenal, but it's just not there yet. And then the ending hit, and that really boosted it for a ten. That boosted it to a ten for me, honestly. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil it until we get into spoilers, but the ending was I loved it. I fucking loved it. This is a 10 for me. This movie yes. is technically flawless. Every aspect of it is brilliant. I can't wait to see what John Krasinski does next. And it's this movie needs to win an Oscar for uh, sound design. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. Yes. If nothing else, if, if, if no other recognition, it needs to get all the recognition for sound design. That's right. I agree. All right. So with that, um, there it is, guys. That is our spoiler-free review of A Quiet Place Part 2. Damn, you rhymed. You're like a rapper. Did I? Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. That means I'm rhymes. getting really good at it if I yep. don't notice it. That's like Eminem level. Mm-hmm. I'm, all right. Yep. I quit. I'm going to go be a rapper. Okay. Or we can just start rapping now. Yeah. 
Okay, welcome to the rap cast. No. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's move into the spoilers. Well, I want to start off by saying um, the opening. I love that we – I don't know if we found this out in the first one. I can't remember, but – I like that we found out that they are aliens and they came in on at meteors or some shit, apparently. Right. Was that in the first one? I don't, I don't remember, remember anything that. about any was, sort of no. explanation. No, not at all. I love it whenever we get to see the apocalypse happening. I love it in The Last of Us. I love it in uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. I love it when we get to see the shit hitting the fan and society crumbling and breaking down. It's always disturbing. It's always effective when done right. And Bird Box is another one. I had issues with that movie, but it had moments of, of chilling, like yeah. society breakdown, like holy shit. Yeah. Um, and this movie does it really well. Um, the scene in the opening when they're going and the bus is coming at them and she throws it in reverse and then you realize... There's one of them in the bus, yes. and it's starting to crawl out. And yes. it's like it just it's like tore out of focus a little bit, bus. and you're seeing it come. Yeah, it 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 like it's it, this movie leaves so much to your imagination, and that's what yeah. works so well. It's the implication that it just uh, that bus is fucking gone. Like yeah. everybody in that bus is dead, yeah. and it's just coming out for more. Yep. Like that, and that, that even thinking about it is giving me chills same. right now. Yeah. Like it was so good, and that is what like was so awesome about it is because if i had any reserves or any doubt about before about the capability of these things making the world get to this point where basically humans are damn near extinct yeah you know if there was any doubt there of their capability or like how how terrible they really were that opening just threw it all like okay these are holy primal shit forces yeah. of nature <laughs> holy shit i haven't been this scared of a monster in a movie since i mean i hate to make the comparison but these motherfuckers are like the new xenomorphs like yes. they're terrifying and unstoppable i would put me in and a they're room... just killing machines they just kill yes. and kill and kill and they don't stop that's what's so scary. Put they, me in a room with a xenomorph any day before one of these things. They're not killing people to eat people. They're That's, not eating yes. people. They're just fucking was, killing everything. I was saying that to my wife on the way back. Yeah, I... That's one of the things that I wasn't... At first, I wasn't sure if I liked that. I wanted, going into it, I wanted more um, explanations. I wanted to understand what they were more. But then I realized, no, that's what makes them so scary. Yeah. If you don't know. Like, yeah, we got a little bit more. We got, we know now they come from space, yeah. probably, based on what happened. Uh, you know, what else was it? There was something else we learned about. Oh, well, we learned they can't swim. Yep. Uh, but the fact that we don't, they're just ripping into people, tearing them apart, beating the shit out of them. Yep. Clawing them to death. But we never see them eat. Nope, nope. So we, we can't imagine. So they're just. Why are they doing this? There's no reason why <laughs> either, they're doing yeah, that. Yeah, there why is. So either scary. Just, they're just out of killing. fun, which which what's more scary, just because, yeah. or maybe they get. Are they hunting? Are it? they like predators? Right. You know? Hell, maybe, maybe they're killing them to make way for Mama or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Like who knows? Yeah. You know? Maybe the queen is coming. <laughs> exactly. Quite, I guarantee you, we're getting Quiet Place Part Three. I would. I'm down. I mean, holy shit! After that ending, how could we not? How I'll buy my not? ticket right now. You don't even yeah. need to know anything else about it. Yep. Um, um, what did you think of the ending? Let's just—I'm just—we're just gonna pile I'm, in. Yeah, just go right. To, okay, uh, yeah, we can circle back. Um, in what regard? In the just—did you like every... how abrupt it was? 
Yes. I did as well. I, I love it when movies end like that. Kept Just... waiting for yeah, I kept waiting for an end uh what's the word uh like a prologue yeah. something to just kind of neatly wrap it up with a bow yeah. kind of thing not because i wanted it but i just expected it you know and then it didn't happen and i was like that's perfect mm-hmm. that's all we needed that's perfect. all we know yeah she she gave the world the weapon it needed mm-hmm. and that's it yeah like her journey was complete she did what she set out to do yeah um it's funny you say that because actually my son looked over at me and he's like that's it I, and heard I was him. like, I heard it. Like, yeah, buddy, that's it. Like, what do you not get? Like, that's all we need. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so to some, or, or you know, to, to children at least, maybe not. But yeah, it was couldn't have been better. I'm glad that, that he did it that way. Um, what else can I say about? Oh yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, I think that one of the greatest things that this movie did, especially in the last. Uh, I don't know, half hour of the film. Once they introduce, or once they get to the island and they introduce, I don't even know, did they say what his name was? I don't think so. The black guy? I uh, don't think so. I know him. I'm terrible at pronouncing his name. His He's name, been in, I, it's something like um, Jimon Jimon. Yeah. I'm probably screwing that all up, but uh, he's been in, like, Fast and Furious. I think it was, like, Fast. He was in Guardians of the Fast Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I've seen him in quite a lot of things. He's he's my choice to play Kratos in a live-action God of War movie. I could see that. I would love to see him play I Kratos. I could see that, yeah. It's it's too bad he's he's usually a, a, um, a side character. Yeah, you know? I know. He's I'd love to see him get the spotlight. Man. But absolutely, I would love to, too. Too, too. But anyway... When they brought him into it, and I know this guy, I know this actor, you know, and then what happens to him, first of all, did not expect him to go that quick, yeah. if at all, because I'm like, all right, they're introducing this guy, so he's going to have some role, but it was like maybe five minutes of screen time, and then he's dead, and that even more solidified to me that, like, well, plus we know from the first film, anyone can die, and I don't think he's afraid to kill anyone at this yeah. point, and I wasn't too much worried for the girl at the end. Uh, but I definitely thought that, um, oh my gosh, what's his character name? I I can't remember his. Yeah, shoot. Uh, but I definitely thought that he was, he might die in that moment. You know, his last, I mean, after he's lost his family and everything, I definitely thought, sure, maybe he, he he gives his life to, to make this happen. Emmett is his name. Emmett. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I thought Emmett definitely might die in that moment. Um, I feel like I'm kind of taking over here. You go ahead. Good. I really, I don't know. As soon as he was thinking, oh, no, I got it. Where did it go? I got to go back to my family. And and um, Emmett was, was, no, just give me the keys, man. Just give me the keys. I was like, this dumb motherfucker is going to get <laughs> himself killed. Yeah. And sure enough, he just gets snatched. And yeah. I just, it was so abrupt. I loved it. It was just like, nope, yank, yoink, you're done. Yeah. One shot, another shot that I really liked, speaking of leaving things to the imagination, when that whole sequence on the dock with those weird raider guys yeah. was really good. Um, but when Emmett finally says, when he signs to her to dive, I'm like, yes! And she dives, and he goes for the one guy, and they make noise, and the creature comes and starts fucking him up and then they get backed up against a pole and he wraps the guy around a pole and stabs him in the fucking thigh to, get, to make <laughs> him scream yeah. to, 
to 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 attract the creature and i as soon as he did that i just got this grin on my face i was like yes that's so <laughs> smart fuck yes and as soon as he dives in the water and he's struggling and we, we're getting glimpses of this glimpses of this guy getting mauled but we don't get the full picture and then at the end the water just turns red it was reminiscent of jaws yeah um, and i loved it i didn't think of that till you said it but you're right yeah yeah, that was an awesome moment. I do really love that whole scene entirely. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times the scenes and the setup and, you, you know, you know what's going to happen or they get put in a position where they got to, you know, deal with one of these things. A lot of it can be predictable sometimes. Yeah. But in that scene, I was, before things went down, I was like, what the I fuck no is he going to do? I had no idea what was going to go on or what yeah. was going to happen. Not once did I have a clue until, you know, it was, yeah, it was great though. Um, going back to the beginning a little bit though, um, when they first leave and they're headed, uh, to Emmett's place, well, I don't, I don't know if they knew it was his place, right? I do understand that they knew where they were going. They were trying to get to, but did they know that it was him? I don't think that, I don't think so. I think it was, it was a reveal when he, when he, they just knew, right, right. Yeah. Like I knew immediately from the eyes and the hat that it was the same guy. Oh, well, yeah. But I think for her, it was supposed to be a a reveal. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, when they're headed to, to Emmett's place, um, and they're running through the, the open grass or whatever, the boy, stepping into the bear trap and i get the immediate reaction who wouldn't scream you know absolutely stab me anywhere i'm gonna scream right off the bat even if i know it's gonna be my death you know you can't help it huh i'll find out (laughs) stab me there i might cream no don't stab me there (laughs) that's my no-no square (laughs) And that's how we alienate half of our audience. (laughs) (laughs) That's one person down, one left. (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah, the initial reaction, of course. But then when she consoles him, and I get it, he's in excruciating pain. And I don't know, maybe, you know, I've never experienced pain like that. So maybe I can't speak. You know, maybe I'm wrong. And he's a kid. But quit fucking screaming. You know what that means. Like I was thinking that at least like try. At least put something over your face and scream into yeah. it. Anything. I was thinking that. But then I was also thinking you know that bear trap, given that he's a kid, yeah. could have like actually just snapped Took his, his leg snapped yeah. his leg right the fuck off. Right. Like so I, I definitely get where you're coming from. And I'm not saying he could have, especially as a kid, that he could have stopped his screaming. But he seemed intelligent like enough to try to at least... There should put... have been, like... Not to cut you off. No, no. But I think that she should have... I, I wasn't understanding why she wasn't, like, you know... Muffling Trying his... to, yeah. like, just, just yeah. get on top of him. When you he know kept what I mean? going, I kind of half expected her to be like, I gotta knock his ass out. Something like, like that, so, yeah. yeah. Like, of course, she doesn't want to hurt her son, but, like, if I don't, he's I gonna die. I hate to say it, but if that was me, I probably would have just <laughs> popped him and just threw him over my shoulder and right. just dragged him inside. Like, 
I mean, at least in movies, it's that easy. But right. probably in real life, really, just keep punching him. He's yeah, not no, knocking just, out. I, like, damn what it, I'm go to do sleep. <laughs> is I'm just gonna sit there and I'm just gonna be on top of my son, foot in the bear trap, and I'm just gonna be beating him to death. Like, <laughs> you son of a bitch! We came this fucking far, and you gotta put your foot in some fucking bear trap you useless little bastard even your you deaf sister could shit. run by it but you're asking yeah i can't take you anywhere Goddamn. <laughs> oh that's great um uh what was i gonna say though but yeah that that was the first annoyance and it wasn't too bad not annoyance with the movie but with the character yeah absolutely uh where i was like okay this kid's the little asshole or well, not an asshole but yeah at least He's going to be the death of them if, you know. <laughs> uh, but I was a little forgiving because I'm like, all right, I mean, you know, yes, he's a kid. And, you know, of course, that's extremely painful. How does this kid not at any point know how to read the gauge or think to check the gauge on the oxygen tank? Yes. Is he just completely ignorant and oblivious to that? That's I mean, what I was questioning. Like, she never explained it to him at any point. That's the thing, because she explained everything else to him. Yeah, that didn't make sense. And was very thorough about how to take care of the baby, but you'd think she would have at least been like, hey. Unless he was just so focused on the monster that he just... I just don't... That's the that's like one... I guess that's one plot hole for me. It's yeah. like, at, why at no point did he ever think to check the gauge and... If he didn't know how to read the gauge, or he didn't know there was a gauge, why didn't he? Because he knows everything else. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, I, maybe because you're saying gauge made me think of it. Um, but if for some reason it reminded me of something I thought of as, as I was watching it. You know, all the doors and um, latches and all, all the shit they go through that has the potential to squeak. They must hoard WD forty oh like a motherfucker, like yeah. something. Because I mean, you've got these old, like rusty metal, like um, hatches and shit that they're opening, and it's just nothing. Silence. Not even the slightest. Like eh, no, nothing. So you know, like either there's some WD forty stash somewhere. Like I don't know, but um, I've heard baby gates that open and close. Yes fucking louder than that yes um but not a complaint it's just that i found that funny like it'd be funny to see like in one of the scenes like in the background you just see like a whole entire shelf full of wd-40 yeah. or some shit and then it was funny because then at the end with the door that's the first door that squeaked it oh, alerted him to yeah, alerted right. the, the creature in the whole movie the that whole was. movie wow like they missed one that fucking like door. <laughs> squeak ex machina or something. Yeah. Who I want to know whose job? Because I mean that was their radio station. Well, I guess they didn't care about noise. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, they yeah. were safe up until up until they came and fucking ruined it for everybody. That's right. <laughs> they didn't need any WD forty. I, mean, I guess ultimately it was for the greater good. For the right? greater good. Like yeah, yes, definitely. they brought the creatures to the island and they killed some people, but. They got she put her her earpiece her hearing aid on the the microphone to create the feedback loop and broadcast that so I think it was for the greater good yeah um what else can we say or what was I gonna say I feel like there was something else I had to say uh oh about the boy um 
my second and last uh, issue with him was where he what what made him leave the thing and go looking like when he found the the dead bodies of did you catch that because he I was think I was just assuming that he was going looking for his mom well that's what I thought too but I like he looks back at one point when he's still with the baby and he, I don't remember what it was but the scene he looks back at like the bed area or whatever wherever he was laying at before and he, it's like almost like he saw something there and then that's when he puts the baby back in the in the soundproof thing and he's okay. like I'll be right back like like he like he saw something that made him want to go investigate. I really want to watch it again. Honestly, I do too. I really do. Yeah. I, this will be. I'll. I'll I, I will definitely get this on. 4K. I was gonna say. I wish we could buy it now because I'd hate to to rent it for. I think you can rent it, right? No, I, no, you I, can't. I think Is it's it only theaters. I think it's theatrical only, actually. Yeah. And can I just say, I really appreciate John Krasinski's message thanking everyone for coming to theaters. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I like that a lot. I do too. I like that a lot too. Usually, things like that are kind of. Uh, cheesy or you just don't give a shit but I really did like it too um well we're up to 37 minutes on this that's pretty good for one movie yeah we typically don't go that long for one movie no uh I think that just shows how much we really love this movie yeah it's it's a (laughs) yeah I mean I don't know if I've used this word yet and I'm gonna stand by it this is a masterpiece yeah definitely uh so many favorite scenes for me i I know we've been going a long time but i want to go and get these out absolutely um i love the whole train sequence i literally forgot that she was deaf for a moment when she was on the train and she's trying to get the medical kit and then Mm -hmm. she turns around and um she thinks she's good other than the fact that you know that scared the shit out of her yeah um and you just see the in you know um out of focus you see the creature coming down the i got goosebumps just thinking about that and then when she finally realizes i'm like oh yeah shit that's right she's deaf she can't hear it coming uh just the amount of bravery that little girl has to have in order to and then the whole scene with the shotgun where she's trying to um rack the slide against it or not the slide but you know to um to pump it again and deal with the screechy thing as well to make that work while she's doing that and so damn intense. I love that scene. Uh, even knowing, like, I knew, I don't know about you, but I knew it was going to come down to him saving her. Um, I did see that coming, but it didn't matter. It was still so damn intense. Yeah. Um, I love the shot of when she's standing there at the train, uh, at the gaping hole, with the yeah, claw marks, yeah. and it, it pans out. Gave me vibes of uh, The Last of Us with yes, Ellie in that yes. moment. I, I, I got like a lot of vibes in this movie. I was thinking... I really wonder if 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 John Krasinski is a Last of Us fan at all. Yeah, I'm because... sure. Well, it's possible, but um, if he didn't, it's one hell of a yeah coincidence. And I mean, you could just say that oh well, you know, all post-apocalyptic shit's the same. No, it's not. There no. are some vibes yeah. in this movie that I got. Definitely. And I don't mean that in a bad way. No, um, no, of course. But yeah, I think that he definitely has inspiration. Um, and he's taking his inspiration from the right places. I was a little worried whenever they first, once he's like, comes to the conclusion that he's going to help her, mm-hmm. that, okay, now we're going to go on this, like, because again, I didn't know the runtime either, but we're going to go on this, like, uh, very plotted out from point A to point B, like, and they'll come in, you know, these different events will happen on the way, but it'll be a straight, you know, 
more like a I get, you know what it probably is it's probably the walking dead that put me in that that mindset of like all right they're gonna go on this long ass journey now and there's gonna be these key points of things that happen mm. but but it it's not they pretty quickly get i mean yeah, yeah they're expecting have... all the people that turn out to be cannibals <laughs> uh you know, i mean it could have been because you know you start running out of food it's not like you can they never explained there. what they were eating that's true yeah we don't know i'm gonna eat me a baby get in <laughs> my belly uh but yeah um i could really go for an austin powers rewatch sorry no yeah fucking classic i could too that needs to come to 4k yeah they need to make i mean part of me wants to say they need in this age of revivals they need to make a fourth one but there's no mm. way it could live up yeah i just don't know I mean, the, I they made a third Bill and Ted, and it ended up being most excellent. But I don't know if a if a fourth Austin Powers could yeah. end up being good or not. Tangent random. Yeah, and surprisingly, we haven't gone off on any. Usually by now, we've done like four or five tangents. That's a testament to the quality of this film. That is, it we is. have that much to say about it. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, all the key set piece moments were fantastic. No complaints at all. Loved the train sequence. Loved the boat sequence. Um, you know, loved the ending. Um, yeah, it hit all marks. It was fantastic. I don't think, unless there's anything I'm missing off the top of my head, I don't think there's anything else that I can really add to it. No, I can't. There's nothing else I can I can say about this movie that we haven't already said. Just go watch it. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, absolutely. I mean, at this point, I hope that you have already seen it. Right. Because we've ruined all the best parts. But honestly, even talking about it doesn't do it justice. Yeah, yeah. This is a very visual movie. It's very driven. You need to pay attention. There's a lot of background details, which I appreciate. Because it's super quiet, no pun intended. Yeah. like, and that, there's another thing, you know, we didn't even mention, but I think it's because it goes without saying, but, you know, the lack of dialogue, but you don't even notice. Yeah. Just... How really does something? Don't. How is something so damn entertaining, but yet so quiet? It's just yeah. a visual, like, yeah. I don't know. I wonder how many lines there are actually. Like, how how much dialogue is actually there? I wonder. Like, I if know. you just took it all and compiled it into just like you know, it probably wouldn't fill a page. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's after if you cut out the cold open it probably wouldn't fill a page oh uh, right. well yeah the cold open of course yeah but the rest yeah like and that i knew that that dumb bitch on that cell phone was gonna get fucking eaten not eaten but was gonna get <laughs> get killed. obliterated yeah like i knew that it was gonna come back to bite her in the ass oh that's what it was i wanted to talk about speaking of because um that's when they showed the old man again from the convenience store that's the same store isn't it that they go to whenever the little in the first one is it i feel like it is and another thing that makes me feel that way which you said you had something you wanted to say about the cold open did you already say it earlier you said there was something that you noticed or something that... um no the one thing i wanted to mention was the bus sequence oh was okay the best, okay the best part i noticed things that, and i could be wrong but i thought that that was the convenience store from the first one where the little boy gets the little spaceship Mm-hmm. that makes noises or whatever. Yeah, and I say that because I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when uh, Krasinski, um, well, I should call him by his name, uh, when Lee Jim. is... 
Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when Jim and Pam are going on their adventures. <laughs> yeah. While Pam's at the baseball game <laughs> and Jim's walking around in the convenience store. Uh, but there's a moment where he walks through right after he gets his all the shit he was getting. Uh, and he's walking up to the register where the old man's watching TV. He walks by a shelf and there's a quick brief shot of what I could be wrong, but it looked like a spaceship in the in the box or whatever. Oh shit. I would I want to see it again and see if yeah, that's true. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, my my the one feeling I have right now is I want to watch this movie. Again. Yeah. Yeah, so we're supposed to go see Wrath of Man tomorrow, so maybe yes. we'll just instead see that again. Yeah. <laughs> do you still want to do Those Who Wish Me Dead, or do you want to make this, do you want to do this one and then get back together tomorrow and do Wrath of Man, and this whole episode will just be this and that? I like the, the thought of that, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe honestly, it's... compared to this, I don't have that much to say about Those Who Wish Me Dead. It was it was vastly mediocre yeah. <laughs> compared to we this. We could just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's leave that in. Fuck it. Yeah. Honestly, mediocre. I mean, <laughs> it's very mediocre. Mediocre! <laughs> the, it, you know what? We will, though. We'll talk about it uh, at some point. I don't know if we're going to add it to this or not. We but... will explain all of the levels of its mediocrity uh, and how exactly. it's missing a third of its fucking story. Uh, there's one thing that wasn't mediocre, and it just pissed me off. Hmm. In the beginning, when she does that stupid stunt on the truck that could have killed her, and yeah, that whoever was the fuck was driving that truck was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, yep. I'll drive you to your I death. I will totally go along with your stupid. I ass kept plan. waiting on some badass, like, oh, she's like, you know, really cool, and she's gonna do this stunt, you know. Yeah. But like, it was fucking violent. Like, she yeah. definitely could have died, totally and that died. was just stupid. Yeah. And what motherfucker said, sure, I'll drive you. There. Are dumb decisions in this movie they wouldn't have uh, lived at the end it's yes. just there's a lot of problems and this so... is not taylor sheridan's best work i love taylor sheridan as, as a director wind river is a masterpiece hell or high water sicario yes. all good movies he wrote sicario and hell or high water but he directed and wrote wind river all three of these are fantastic Didn't, movies never seen wind river highly recommend um <laughs> a little disturbing but highly recommend. We said we weren't going to talk about it, and here we are talking about it right now. <laughs> but I just, I'm just saying this yeah, because I, know. I have to say that I like Taylor Sheridan as a director and a writer, but Jesus Christ, this is very much so not his best right. work. It's mediocre. It's not Angelina Jolie's best performance. None of the, performance in the performances in this movie stand out, except for the kid. The kid is pretty good, I will say. Yeah. Um, he's very emotive. The kid there is are definitely... too many scenes that linger on people's faces for too long. Yes. And I, it's awkward. I didn't understand it sometimes. Yeah. Like, like cut. what? For fuck's sake, yeah. just cut. <laughs> and the only thing that I will say is positive, like you said, the boy was good. Yeah. I did like the relationship between the boy and her. That was It really was pretty sweet. compelling. They yeah. had chemistry, I will say. Um. Not but, a yeah. bad Angelina Jolie performance, just, you know, when, a few far miles away from her best right. performance. When I realized uh, uh, John Bernthal was in it, though, yeah. like, I kept expecting more out of him, and it was just like, but it, it could have just been the material, but yeah. Um, I think that if you ever watch Wind River, you'll see um, that I think Taylor Sheridan has a pattern of intentionally casting John Bernthal in roles where you think he's going to kick ass, yeah. and then he doesn't. Because you're so used to seeing him kick ass and everything badass, else. Yeah. Like, you see him in The Punisher, and it's like, this motherfucker can just tear ass through 50 dudes. <laughs> tear ass? So. What is he doing? <laughs> I mean, he's just, uh, I mean, obliterating I everybody, you know? <laughs> just, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, all right. Well, at this point, we could just say that, I mean, do we need to talk about this movie Let's later? just give it a quick rating. This, yeah. is a, this is a five for me. Yeah. I. It does nothing special. I give it, it a six. Offend me. I'm gonna give it a little bit more, uh, just because 
it was it was at least entertaining. It had its entertaining moments. I, I was I was it was fine. It yeah. was inoffensive. It was entertaining like mid section, and there were a few moments that were really. Uh, I did enjoy the action, but Jesus Christ, by like the last quarter, I was just like just just end it. I was ready for it to just, be over. It needs to be over. Just. Oh God! This Stop is... shooting each other and not in a fatal way. Yeah. Just fucking die. Just I don't even care who dies at this point. Just let's get to the end. There are <laughs> movies that I never want to watch again because they're bad, and there are movies that I can appreciate their artistic value, but I never want to watch again because they're too dark or they're too disturbing. This is a movie that I never want to watch again because it was just a waste of my fucking time. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever redeeming qualities there were. It's not worth the time. Not worth it for all the ones that were not. Yeah. <laughs> this is about, you know, an hour and 50 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back, and yeah. that's sad. Yeah, honestly. We could have watched The Quiet Place again. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's us on uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. I wish yeah. you dead. You can just die. The movie yeah. could die. I wish that movie dead. <laughs> uh, but... And I guess, oops, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Did kind of say a few things there, but that's how we do here on uh, Subjective Cinephiles. We spoil things inadvertently. And now we're going to be back with our thoughts <laughs> on Wrath of Man. Yep. We're talking to you now, and it's going to be like a split second and for you guys, but for us it's... It'll be a whole day. Yeah. You time travelers, you existing there in that little microphone. I'm looking at you right now. Can you see me? I'm looking at you. Is that how this works? Yeah. Somebody. Of that's how my mom explained it to me. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Hi. You know, if your mom explained it that way, it's right. Yeah, exactly. Mm, fuck. Don't okay. question. Your we'll mom. see you later in there, little people. Uh... Oh, Goodwill Hunting has a steelbook, but it's Blu-ray. Well, it's on Blu-ray. I can get it on Blu-ray for six bucks. Ooh, very nice. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, I trust. I mean, it's Robin Williams, so I mean, I know I'm I'm in good hands. And it's six dollars, so if it ever does, if I lo if I love it and it comes to four K, you know, it's not gonna kill me to buy a six dollar Blu-ray. So I'll add that to my cart. All right, uh, as you can tell, dear listeners, we are partaking in the glorious ritual of capitalism here on the Subjective <laughs> Cinephiles podcast. My name is Stanton. That's right. My name is Adam, and um, we just got back from watching. Wrath of Man. I don't know why we did a double intro because we're just going to stitch this in <laughs> yeah, after what our, is that? Uh, <laughs> our review last night. So uh, happy double intro, everybody. Sorry. Welcome back. Or, Welcome back to us. Yeah. It was a second for you guys. It was about a day for us. Yeah. Pretty much almost almost exactly 24 hours. Well, no, because this is the time we were actually watching uh, the movie yesterday. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're back. Um, hot, hot takes we've got here. Fresh back from the theater watching Wrath of Man. And we we didn't we talked a little bit, a tiny little bit about it, a couple things we said, but not much. So we got a lot to say still. Yeah. Um. So Wrath of Man, uh, a Guy Ritchie film, I'm sure most know. Do you want to go over anything before we? Um, Guy Ritchie uh, wrote the screenplay with a couple other guys, starring uh, Jason Statham. This movie has a, a very good cast of character actors, mostly. Um, a lot of recognizable faces, but not a lot of people that what I would are, are what I would say A-listers, like Post Malone. Um, <laughs> listen, I don't mean this in a bad way per se, 
but I laughed when I saw Post Malone yeah. in that car. I was like, are yeah. you serious? <laughs> yeah. I had the same reaction when I saw him in that Spencer movie with Mark Wahlberg on Netflix. I was oh, like, yeah. stop trying to act. Yeah. It was a little jarring because it was such an intense moment. And then you see him, and it kind of took me out of it a tiny bit. Just a bit. Just like I was like, oh. I'm, so, I'm one thing I want to say about this movie is that it is loosely based upon a French film called Cash Truck, which I haven't seen, but this is not an entirely original movie. So Yeah, I, ha- I haven't seen it, but I've actually heard that it, it it's very – it's got a lot in common from what I understand. Okay. Uh, so I kind of definitely took charge on A Quiet Place, so I'll let you take the lead on this one, Adam. Did you? I don't even remember. I did. <laughs> um, I was extremely enthusiastic. I was really uh, – I didn't know uh, Josh Hartnett was in this. Neither did I. And I haven't seen Josh Hartnett since, like – oh, what was the last thing I saw him in? Um, there was that World War II drama where he's like a – what was that movie called? Wow, that's that escapes me. I don't know. I can't remember the last thing I saw. I guess him I'll in, just uh, look at his filmography. I mean, yeah, we could always look at his filmography, but it's it, he was in Pearl Harbor, of course. Um, but I mean, I, th- I feel like I had to have seen him since then. That was back in like what the two thousand two thousand one two thousand two. Oh, yeah. Of course, Black Hawk Down. Thirty days. Oh, a thirty night. days a night. That was probably one of the last Sin times City. I saw him. Um, highly underrated Brian De Palma movie, The Black Dahlia. If you haven't seen that, I have fucking yeah. fantastic yeah. movie. I w- that movie's so gorgeous. I would I would kill to get it on 4K, but I don't think it'll ever come because it's so underrated. Yeah, great ScarJo performance. Great. Not trying to go off on a tangent, but like that's a really good movie. Vintage Hollywood, um, LA noir vibes. LA noir came afterwards, obviously, but yeah, fuck, that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. I wouldn't mind watching that one again. Me either. But yeah, 30 Days a Night. I've seen that a bunch. I love that movie. He's uh, been in a lot of movies that I have not heard of. Really? Um, just to, to go over a few since 30 Days of Night. August, Tea Takes, I Come With The Rain, Girl Walks Into A Bar, Stuck Between Stations, The Lovers, Wild Horses, Oh Lucy, The Ottoman Lieutenant, She's Missing, Inherit The Viper, Most Wanted, Valley of the Gods, Ida Red. I haven't heard of a single one of those I didn't, movies. Same. I was. I kept waiting on you to like list some of these ones that I was thinking of, but holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Are these all recent? That is from 2008 to 2020. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. That's his whole filmography so right there. Somewhere in there he disappeared to us, but he, he kept making movies. He kept movies. making movies. Right. And he was on the show Penny Dreadful on Showtime for a couple years, which I heard was pretty good, but I, I never watched. Yeah, I never watched that either. All right, well, um, so he, he didn't disappear like we thought he did, but still, first I've seen him in quite a while. Uh, what else um, what was I going to say? So, going into this, I I haven't seen too many Guy Ritchie movies. I don't remember what the last one was I saw. I haven't seen The Gentleman yet. I know you said you did. I have, yes. And that it was pretty, you said it was pretty good, right? I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I do want to watch that, though. But... Uh, but I know about his, I, I know a good bit. I think about it, what his style is at this point, and it definitely shows uh, right off the bat. Um, which I can't decide if I liked or not. That's my one first gripe that I in the in the beginning opening of the film when you're 
meeting all these different characters and just the dialogue was just and i get it you get a bunch of guys together that's what they do they rag on each other and you know at every turn trying to call each other a, a, a vagina in some way shape or form oh yeah but it got a little just all right come on like somebody have one conversation that's not about that like i don't know it, it bothered me a bit but maybe that's just me it was interesting you said that to me as we were walking out of the theater and that didn't even phase me didn't it didn't even phase me see that's why i feel like it's a negative to me because it did me it took me out of the conversation and i was more annoyed than anything that's interesting i felt this like because i'm trying to follow everything that's going on and piece in my head at least because of the way this is filmed and the way time is used to to tell the story so I'm, you know, I'm really trying to pay attention to everything and get to know each character and who's who and, and what their names are. And then they're, they're just throwing around all this, you know, I, it just really, I don't know, it really irked me for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it was just me. I'd like to ask. My well, I think, um, I think you need to watch more Guy Ritchie movies and see whether it's, it's the style that yeah. just doesn't, that you don't like his dialogue style. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it, honestly. Because his dialogue is is similar in a lot of movies, except for Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin is definitely not. I haven't seen Aladdin, but you're probably right. I would imagine Aladdin is certainly an outlier. <laughs> I would say Aladdin and Robin Hood are the two outliers in his filmography. And that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, um, that took me out of it a little bit right away. But going into this, uh, definitely thought it was going to be more action than what it was. And that's, I'm not saying that as a negative, you know. We've seen enough revenge action movies, or at least I have. So I was, oh, yeah. I'm, if anything, I'm saying I was happy to see that it wasn't just that mindless, you know. Not that that's a bad thing. I love the John Wicks and the uh, what's that other one we just recently Nobody. watched? Nobody. Yeah, um, I love those. But it was nice to see a fresher, a different spin on it, and, and there was definitely more to it. It made the violence feel more impactful mm-hmm. because it wasn't so constant. Exactly. I love that, yeah. And let me say, this movie gets dark. Um, I went into it totally blind, knowing nothing about it, but it gets unexpectedly dark in, what's the second or third act? No spoilers. And I was like, damn, that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not normally phased by stuff, but this type of stuff is the stuff that does phase me. And I will say, just the most the, the, the most vague, like, I don't know, this movie, it gets dark. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think I know the part you're talking about. Yeah. But, I, yeah, when we get spoilers, it'd be nice to talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I think just... Other than other than the dialogue and a little bit with the, I I love the way he used time. I love the way. <laughs> Shit, it's the little thing. It it's fine now. But yeah, I love the way he used time. I love that scene. This is really no spoilers, but um, uh, right away in the beginning, the way it's shot from inside the truck and you just see that perspective and that perspective only of everything that's going down. Yes. Um, really, really love that. Um, and you know, throughout the way things are shot, uh, cinematography wise was, was great. Um, shout out to the cinematography. Definitely. I, I was going to say the tracking shots. I mean, I'm a sucker for any time LA is in a movie because it's such a gorgeous city to, yeah. uh, put on film. But, 
this movie really looks fantastic. Um, there are some some bold decisions that that Guy Ritchie or his cinematographer made with the use of zoom, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great uh, long shots and single takes and tracking shots in this movie, and that's the shit that just I just love. I can't get enough of. So this this movie is very just a feast for your eyes yeah. despite that you know you're watching a lot of fucked up shit happening it is a, a feast for the eyes i would say and i love the um the way they did like almost like a chapter um chapter-esque kind of vibe mm -hmm. to it with each one getting the black card of like saying like what was the first one like uh uh what did what was it now shit i had to... it in the, the tip of my tongue and now i can't remember um but yeah, the way they would, you know, kind of bookend the uh, certain sections. Yeah. Um, another thing, with, like you said, with the violence, there were some moments. I feel like in some films, like everybody, when you think of John Wick, uh, for instance, everybody remembers certain things. There's always that standout, like, you know, I don't know about you, but when I think John Wick, I think of some of his standout moments of like, okay, well, when he had the horse, like, kick the dude to death. Or yeah. the knife scene with the knife to the eyeball. Mm -hmm. uh, the book scene in the, in the library where he yeah. beats the dude with the book. Uh, this had its, its, to me, its moments like that as well. But different and even more impactful, like you said, because when when there is action, it it's not all the time. And it's it's very it's used as more than just action for action's sake. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think everybody's seen, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I think if you've seen the trailer, you've seen this moment. Uh, don't listen to this part if you don't want to get spoiled. But the scene where he uh, throws the bag out into the back of the truck, he's throwing those bags out, and he goes to throw one to the guy and, you know, flips yeah. his gun up and shoots him in the head. That, like, so awesome. Yes. That yes. scene is going to stick with me forever. When I think of this movie, I'm going to think of uh, shots like that and yep. really, really fun shots. Um, there's one that comes later we'll talk about when we get into spoilers where he just kind of does some nonchalant, just, you know, uh, not even giving them the, the what's the word, the satisfaction of, of their important kind of thing, just a quick, like, bang, bang, like, moment i wish i could talk about the specifics yeah. and make more sense but i think yeah. you probably know what scene i'm talking about i think i do uh i think it's the same scene you're talking about being kind of dark it is. i'm fairly certain that yeah. we're on the same page so that's far that that's one. all very vague we'll talk more about that then when we get to the spoilers yeah um but so for action wise i love the action um, yeah no quick cut incredible. bullshit good yeah, choreography none of that shit. in yeah. camera everything good stunt work with the vehicles all a lot of good car chases i liked it yeah yeah, I really liked it a lot. As Minimal far as, uh, CG. I don't, I don't think I remember seeing any. There was no CG that stuck out to me as bad. Yeah. No, nothing I can think of. Maybe a couple shots with some blood, but, I mean, I'm never a fan of CG blood, so yeah. that's just a personal thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, you haven't seen Statham recently, I don't think, right? You said you hadn't really seen much of his... I was thinking the last thing I saw him in would have been... Um, the last Expendables movie that he was in, whatever that was. Mm, okay. Because yeah. I really like those movies. Guilty uh, Pleasures. Statham in the Fast series, though, and then when he goes into Hobbs and Shaw, is very much this, this in the in the way he is with his, you know, with uh, the gun action and his, his 
abilities and all that. He's very much the same damn character. Like it's a dark spirit. Well, there it is. That's what it was. A dark spirit. Yeah. The first card. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, I have seen him, uh, like that before it'd be, it was nice seeing though more of it. Cause he's not really in those movies. He doesn't have much of a character outside of just being that bad guy with the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I really like, um, the way they set up his character, what you find out like midway through the movie, or maybe it's not even midway, um, about his character, who he is. And, and then his group of friends or his group of people, I guess not friends is the word, uh, but his crew, so to speak. And yeah. Uh, how they all work together and everything that was really I was unexpected definitely too I mean we'll have to get into the mm-hmm. spoiler territory there but um non sequitur but uh not going off on a tangent yeah this really made me want to replay Grand Theft Auto 5 Grand the LA Five. all oh, okay. the LA yeah. stuff doing heists and everything yeah. like just really made me want to reinstall. When they're going over the bridge into the port, I was like, "Oh, that's straight out of <laughs> straight out of." of it it GTA. doesn't make you just want to rob a, a a bank truck. Well, I mean, see, here's the thing: I could rob a bank truck. That takes some effort, or I could just go home and click install on my computer. That's true, yeah. and you don't have to worry about dying or in prison and all yep. that stuff. Bullets. Yep. It's a no-brainer, my friend. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but okay, so. That's the thing, like, you said this before, like, long before we went and seen this. Is that still something that even frequently occurs? Money trucks? At this, at Getting this, robbed? No, well, at this point in our... Maybe it wasn't you stuff. that said it. Maybe somebody else said it, but transporting money in general. Yeah, that's definitely still Cash true. still gets transported that frequently? I mean, think about, you know... <clears throat> yeah, I mean... Everywhere, I mean, people buy stuff with cash constantly, all day, every yeah. day. I mean, but I thought, I mean, shit's getting pretty digital nowadays. Well, think like, about they're also in L.A. They're in a major metropolitan area. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that is realistic. Yeah. Okay. But no, that I, I wonder statistically though. I would like to know. Oh how, yeah, how definitely. Frequently. I mean, I think that they don't get robbed this much, no doubt. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, that would like hope that so. would be an epidemic. Yeah. Um, speaking of bank trucks getting robbed, though, um, the town. Have you ever seen that? No, that's one I want to get on 4K. I'm, I am going to get that, and you're going to have to – maybe we can watch it together, actually. I'd be down. I'm I've a sucker s- for any Ben Affleck movie that I haven't seen. Right. I've seen it three or times I should say now. any good Ben Affleck movie that I haven't <laughs> seen. Because I've never – I've made it this far in my, in my life without seeing um, Gigli. Wait a minute. Did you watch Daredevil? Oh, well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't I remind me. I did watch Geely, and that is a fantastic... No, I can't finish that <laughs> Anyway. I was about to think you got body snatched, my friend. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just... I think I, if I remember correctly, I just watched it for reasons, which you could probably figure out. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's, you know, getting off topic, but The Town is a great... Uh, great movie in general but also good bank heist, or well not bank heist uh, truck heist movie okay uh, I really liked it I'm gonna have to um, I think I'm gonna have to give it an 8 honestly and not necessarily because I'm, I'm faulting it or it just there were like I said the, the dialogue kind of pulled me out of it sometimes and I just kind of not laughed was more annoyed with just how it was and again that's just probably guy richie and how his dialogue is and 
some people may enjoy it and find it funny, but like the first couple, you know, lines of them bantering back and forth, I did laugh. And then after that, it was just like, all right, we get it, you know, but, um, and then some of the, um, some of the later action scenes without getting into any spoilers, which I'll, I'll get into more later. There was a couple things that irked me. Um, and then the ending. Well, again, I can't get too much into it without getting into the spoilers, but the ending wasn't as fulfilling as I wanted it to be, okay. or as I thought it could have been. Interesting. Uh, but it, did, it wasn't that I didn't like it, um, and I'm, I'm satisfied enough with it, but it's because of all those things combined together, I can't give it a 10, and uh, I don't feel comfortable with a 9 either. But I did enjoy it. It was very good. It was great. Great for what it was as an action movie, as a heist movie, as a revenge movie. It was it was very good. Yeah, um, um, worth a watch. I would say this this movie has a really good cast. Um, my big criticism that I have for this movie is that Jason Statham is literally the only person, the only good guy that gets to kick any ass. There's no one else that gets to kick any ass. I know what you're thinking. Or you may be thinking, that's a strange <laughs> criticism. But we'll get into it more when we get into the spoiler territory. But there were a few moments where I thought, I want to see this person make a stand, kick some ass. They just get I'm obliterated. curious if you mean the same thing that I was thinking, which okay. is one of my problems. Okay, okay. Uh, if we're thinking the same thing, that's really cool. Um, this movie um, is a very good action thriller. Um, fantastic action technically flawless i think um good good state of performance my favorite you know nothing can beat for me um transporter but this is still very good uh my overall score and i'm surprised we aligned uh was an eight as well i was yeah. thinking eight before in the theater i was i was at an 8.5 and then i was kind of on the way home talking to uh uh, my brother-in-law, who we went to go see this with, um, as well, and talking to him about it, I'm, I'm thinking I'm at a solid eight. This is very—I can definitely recommend it. It's a—it's a very enjoyable film. I'll definitely get it on 4K and watch it again whenever Same. it comes out. Yeah, me too. Um, there's a lot of stuff I want to see uh, and and try and figure out and 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 pick up on, but it's it's not a ten. Um, it it definitely didn't speak to me on any emotional level. Yeah. Um, it didn't make me feel anything aside from, uh, kind of, you know, it, 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 it didn't make me feel, yeah. you know, not, the emotion that, that a 10 really right. needs. Not, not that every film or every movie has to have a, a deeper, oh, that's not even the right word, I guess. I was going to say deeper meaning, but, but more substance or more, more than meets the eye kind of thing. Uh, but it didn't have mm -hmm. anything like that. And, yeah. and that just yeah didn't resonate as as much as it could have. Um, all right. So eight for you, eight for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. recommend it. I would say go see it if you're a fan of Guy Definitely. Ritchie or Jason Statham or action thrillers in general. And and you know I think uh, one thing to to mention at this uh, juncture of the state of the world right now. If you can go see it in theaters, I think it's definitely worth going to go see it in yes, theaters. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, you can. I'm pretty sure you can get this right it's now. It's on VOD. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's all you can do or you don't feel safe, of course, that's fine. But, yep. like, if you can go to theaters and see it, it's definitely worth a watch in yep. theaters. Um, 
So with that, we're going to get into some spoilers yep. for Wrath of Man. Um, Adam. Um, so right off, before we forget about it, I want to go ahead and get to the part you were talking about, about what bothered yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Uh, or what you wanted to see. You wanted to see somebody so kick some ass. So for me personally, when they're in the depot and they're in the truck, it's um, the female officer and the mm. one African-American officer. And then the guy with long hair and the, the prosthetic eye comes up and you think, one of these guys is going to kick some ass. And this guy tries to make a stand, and he gets blown away. And then the other guy gets out of the truck, and he tries to make a stand, and he gets blown away. And you think, okay, surely they're saving the badass stand for the chick, and the chick is going to get to be badass, and we're going to see her, get to see her kick some ass, right? Yeah. Nope, nope. This guy just comes over, yeah. and they hand him a gun, and he just fucking blows them both away. Yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? I thought at the very least she was going to have some sort of standoff Something, with him. right? Yeah, in that moment. I thought maybe she would be the death of him, at least. Yeah, I was hoping for that. You know, maybe she still dies, but she puts up a fight. Yep. And they I kill wanted each other. that. Yeah, I would have been okay even with if that. they kill each other, yeah. Something there. I wanted something from her. And they and they kind of played up her character mm-hmm. a little bit at times. That's why I was thinking was gonna... that there was going to be something and there. And then nothing, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit as well, Josh Hartnett's character. Yep. I wanted, with that moment when he was struggling to, or I think he was struggling to pull out his gun, or he was he was doing something, I don't remember. And then he, it just, I, I thought maybe he'll have a redeeming moment. He'll do some kind of like, yeah. something to not be such a little prick. And then he know? just gets fucking killed. Yeah, too. and then he just, so those things bothered me. And I get that's just story choices and all that, but like. Just, They're not the choices I would have made. No, and not the choices that that it at least seemed like to me hinted towards. Yeah. Maybe not hinted is the right word, but the way they had set up those characters. Because then it just felt like, all right, well, what the fuck was the point then? Yeah. If they're just going to be cannon fodder, you know? Um, pivoting to a more positive scene, um, it was dark, but it was a good scene. Mm, yeah. Um, the scene that I was referring to uh, when this movie gets really dark is out of nowhere is when statham or i should say h and his crew are trying to uh track down they're trying to figure out the crew that uh, did the job on the truck that killed h's son and they come across these this some brothers some some gang that are just like fucking scum and it's clear that guy Ritchie put them in the movie to show that jason statham is a bad guy but there's still people in this world that are so much worse than yeah. he is um, but Guy Ritchie just really decided to go full stop on the dark for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn. Like, they mentioned kids being involved, and these these girls are too young. And I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. When he, and when he walks out, and he, I think that's what you're that's talking about, That's the moment about, I'm right? talking about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he just, because it could have been a glorified moment of maybe he says something to them but they don't deserve it but they don't deserve that they're scum and they, they just need to be they executed the least yep. effort possible yep. and he just it's so satisfying when he just walks them. out and just blows yeah. him away it's like yeah fuck those guys you don't and then when there's it. that naked guy on the floor and he just turns yes. around and, and not even shoots him you, you it's it's not an execution shot it's not like a yeah. headshot it's not you know to the it's heart just it's just a blam 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 just fuck back. you just, yeah yeah you're just a piece of shit that was great i like that yeah so Definitely not a negative that it got so dark. It was just unexpected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it going there either, but I was happy with the, those those parts, yeah. Um, Anything what? else you want to talk about spoiler-wise? 
Do you have any particular scenes you want to mention? Uh, I love the the shootout um, when he actually gets his hands on an automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. We talk about how you know, imagine actually firing those weapons. Oh my god! In Everyone's close deaf. space. Everyone's lost their hearing. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I loved seeing him. You know, even if it was, it reminded me very much of John Wick uh, three, where the the guys are wearing armor and he's yeah. just like blasting away at yep. him. Bullets are flinging off of him and. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, let's see what else spoiler wise. Um, oh yeah. So just, you know, rewinding back to the very beginning, like I said, I really loved the opening shot, not opening shot, but the, uh, the first heist when the actual heist is going down to the Mm -hmm. truck and the way it's shot from inside and you just see uh, basically from the perspective of if you were one of the guys in the truck, you know, and you can't see what's going on outside, you know, some shit's going down. I know from the trailer probably what's going down. I don't know if you saw. I, I saw nothing going into this. And you, I need to um, ad, uh, what's the word? Adopt your not watching trailers. My no trailer doctrine. Yeah, it's it's killing me. I, trailers nowadays are not fucking trailers. They're here. You want to watch the movie in two minutes? Yeah. And then go watch it again for the. Uh, but I, anyway, I loved how he kept revisiting Guy Ritchie. Kept revisiting the heist. Yeah. And every time we saw it, it was from a different perspective. Different and we perspective, got more information. You got more clues, more information. Yeah, I know. That was really well I done. I love the way that was done. That was very unique. This narrative structure of jumping back and forth in time could have been really confusing if mm-hmm. done poorly. And Guy Ritchie handles it very well. Very well, yeah. It doesn't feel convoluted or stupid or hard to or follow. Or like a, at, a gimmick or something like that. At it's, no it's point very... was I confused, honestly. Yeah, same. Yeah, you did a wonderful job with that. Um the kid, and that's another thing too. Did it? Not that you need to. All you need to know is that this kid is his kid, and of course he's going to be upset about it. But they did a good job, I think, with what little tiny bit of time they used to set up that okay, here's his son, and made him likable. Yeah, that was just a few minutes. He's got like a two minutes of screen time. Yeah, but it's clear that he's he seems like a good kid. Right. His he cares. He loves his dad. His dad loves him. You know, he's respectful to his dad because his dad goes in and he's like, get your coat. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you. We and he's see like, this, okay. this badass guy get a, a little uh, dialogue with his son of being a dad. Yeah. You know, just like, go get your, because But your he dad. doesn't seem like the kind of, like, dickish, like, dickish dad. No. You know what I mean? He seems like a dad. Yeah, it came out of caring. It came out of heart. That he, This guy does have a heart. And so that does, that makes it hit harder when you, when you come to realize the full picture. Yeah. Because I didn't even know this was a revenge thriller. Like, I mean, I guessed it. It's called Wrath of Man. It's got to be revenge, right? <laughs> Duh. But, like, I didn't know. I was I, I was not. I couldn't predict who it was going to be. I wasn't sure if it was going to be one of the guards or if it was going to be the civilian. Who's his relation? What happened? I didn't know. I knew nothing about it. Um, yeah, no, I, I did know, of course, because of the trailer going into it about who was, you know, that it was a revenge. Uh, Does the trailer give away who gets killed? Oh, yeah. Damn, really? Yeah. And you mean his son getting yeah. killed? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, and I had no idea. literally opens up with the heist, uh, the heist scene. Damn. And you that see... That is unfortunate. Yeah. You you hear the dialogue. I think it's you hear the dialogue of him saying he shot a kid or something like that. Wow. And you see his son. You see Statham get shot. They give away you see so all that. much. Yeah. That's the whole fucking trailer, basically. That is a travesty. Yeah. Which is what led me to believe this was just going to be an all-out action revenge flick, which I was okay for, but I did not expect it to be as thoughtful and as more than what it was. 
but yeah yeah don't man i keep learning it but i keep you know failing myself and doing it anyway and watching the trailers but jesus christ don't watch trailers yep there are very few there's a few and i don't know i'm not you know obviously i'm not in the business i don't know who gets the final say on what the trailer looks like or how it goes but like the directors rarely ever get creative control i feel anymore. like back yeah, in the day right? like stanley kubrick got full creative control over the trailers for the shining People nowadays, it's all the marketing teams at the fucking and studios, that's so man. Stupid. That's not always the case. There are some still that get creative control, but by and large, it's it's just marketing. If it was me, man, I would be like, all right, look, that's goes right in, that's off, going in the contract. Exactly, like right off the bat, if you're gonna produce the, or you know, you're gonna be the money behind. I cut this, the trailer. I cut the trailer. Any anything that goes out there to the public before you're actually in that. I get seat, final say. I get final say because yeah. you're gonna ruin my shit. Exactly. God. Um. Well, I uh, I don't have anything else to say about Wrath of Man other than you should um, go watch it. The last, well, there's one last thing I want to say. Okay. Um. What the fuck at the end? Yeah. What do you think about the ending? So, well, I want to know what you think based off what I like. And did I miss something? Like what? I don't really understand. Well, the way, and I was talking to my brother-in-law in the car and the way that I interpret it and the way that he seems to interpret it. Um, so Andy Garcia was, I'm thinking that he must've been Statham, either Statham's boss or Statham was working with him at some point, but he's a cop or he's a government agent of some kind. And he's the one. So he calls off the cops when he says, you know, let him, let him paint or whatever. Right. Um, and so I'm thinking the question is, was Andy Garcia's character in this the whole time to just, it was all just really his long game to get the money. Was that what it was? Or was this a long game to shut these motherfuckers down and get himself some money on the side? Right. You know, cause he's clearly crooked, right? Yeah. That's the way I, that, uh, uh I okay. kind of interpreted it. What do you think? Well, I didn't know what to think, honestly. That's why I wanted to know what you thought. I was really, confused about the, not, or conflicted I guess but yeah I don't know I think maybe the latter or I, I don't know I would like to I, I mean I want to see it again anyway and when Me it comes too. out I'm definitely going to buy these it these are two movies that I, I really would like to watch again yeah. immediately yeah not immediately like I'm going to go and pay to watch them again but when they come <laughs> out on 4k I'll definitely buy right. them right no I absolutely will too I'll be buying both of these day one um but yeah I, I did. Uh, I really liked it a lot. It's a great film, like we said before. Uh, I don't, you know, change my opinion there. You definitely go watch it in theaters if you can. Um, Statham gets a lot of. He, he sometimes he gets a lot of B-list movies, you know. Yeah. That don't really get much traction, and it's it, nice to see him in something again that really that really was a good vehicle for him. I um, agree. But anyway, yeah, that's it for that. Um, let's see. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up. I, I know we're still behind on recommendations, but uh, you still need to watch Network. I still need to watch all yeah. some of all fears. You know, honestly, but I, I do have one more I want to mention, and that's fine. Before you do that, what I want to kind of say here is, first off, which we should have kind of started this podcast off with this, but uh, you know, we talked before that we were going to do our recommendations this time around, and then I didn't get to mine, and you didn't get to yours, yeah. and then this happened. We wanted to go see these films. Um, 
I think from here on out, we should just, as far as the recommendations, we'll mm-hmm. wing it. We can make recs any time. Yeah. And if we get to watching them before we jump into our next uh, recording session, then great. We'll, we'll review them. If we, we don't, don't need to be then... tied down. Exactly. We can make the recommendation, and then maybe if, we, if you watch it in six months, then we can go back to it and say, hey, an episode, you know, we whatever. Mentioned this, we mentioned this, gonna... and now we're going to talk about it. Exactly, yeah. That way we don't feel – because that's one thing I don't want to do here. I don't want to feel – I don't want like to ever feel ever... like it's a chore, you know? Exactly. This is – we're having a good time, and hopefully you, anyone who's listening is having a good time listening. I mean, I know at some point there's going to be some movie that we go in the theater to see in the theater that's going to have to be like a chore just so we can sit through it <laughs> yeah. and trash it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, with that said, um, you wanted to make a recommendation, and then there's a couple things that I want to – just off-the-wall things I want to talk about, and then we can right. get out of here. And then we'll talk about what we're going to cover next week. Right. Um, my recommendation is a Studio Ghibli movie – I had not seen before called Princess Mononoke. Okay. I highly recommend it. Well, um, then that's where I'll start because I haven't delved yet into the, the Ghibli movies. Really? I, I, I lied. I started one with my son one day. It's something about moving into a house and like there's these little dust mites that are like <laughs> running around. I don't remember okay. the title of it, uh, but I literally maybe watched like an hour of it at, at most maybe an hour into it and something happened we had to stop i think he was going to bed or something uh but i do at the very least love the art style and i love the the animation is gorgeous and the animation yes but atmosphere too I, I feel like they all have this like just chill feel about them this movie is definitely a little darker um it's i would say Based on what people have told me, it's the darkest one. I'm not well-versed in Studio Ghibli. Um, I watched this with a friend of mine for the first time. Um, and this is, it was actually only the second Studio Ghibli movie I had seen. The only other one I'd seen is Spirited Away, which I also recommend. Very good. I think that's the one that most people talk um, about. I'm just going to read you the plot description because I can't try and do it justice. Yeah. Um, In the 14th century, the harmony that humans, animals, and gods have enjoyed begins to crumble. The protagonist, young Ashitaka, infected by an animal attack, seeks a cure from the deer-like god Shishigami. In his travels, he sees humans ravaging the earth, bringing down the wrath of wolf god Moro and his human companion, Princess Mononoke. His attempts to broker peace between her and the humans only brings conflict. So, it's an epic fantasy movie. It's, uh... Gorgeous animation. I, I loved it. Where'd I, you watch it at? Um, Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I'll have to see if I can find it. But it is on HBO Max, oh, as okay. are all of the Ghibli question. movies, I believe. And my recommendation is The Town. Well, And yep. it's actually on H. No. Hulu? It's, it's I know on it's on one somewhere. Of yeah, it's on one of the... I know you have it. Um, you know, the service. Yeah. So, uh, wherever it is, yeah, watch The Town while you can. I will. There's actually uh, two cuts. I prefer the theatrical uh, cut, so if okay. you get a chance to... I, mean, I that, always, That's the one that's on there. But I always go for the director's cut, unless... It's just considered an extended cut. I don't know if it's necessarily... Okay. If it's if it's just extended and it's not strictly director's, then I'll go for the theatrical, yeah. typically. But like sometimes you've got something like Blade Runner, where they've got the theatrical cut, which was butchered. Then they've got the quote-unquote director's cut, which was bullshit and butchered. And then you've got the final cut, which is what Ridley Scott actually signed off on. Which is the one that's on HBO. I think that's the final cut. That's, that's the good the one. that's the one I'm watching. I okay. started. I'm going to finish that. I've got it on 4K if you want to borrow it. That's right. You keep telling me that. Yeah, yeah I, I do, it. actually. It looks fantastic. I'll have to get it from you. Like, it looks like it could have come out yesterday. Right. It's amazing. 
I'll have to get that off you at some I point. I will, absolutely. You can, you can get me off anytime. <laughs> I knew it was coming to that. Yeah. All right. Creamy! Anyway. <clears throat> oh, you haven't said it yet, did you? For this session. Yeah. Creamy. Uh, but, yeah, the town for you and, and then... Uh, a town for you and a town for me. <laughs> and then Princess Mon- Mononoke? Mononoke? Yep. Yeah. Uh, for me. Um... So the only other things I want to talk about before we get into what we're going to talk about next week, um, I just want to know if you happen to see any of these trailers that I just saw. And not because you need to watch them, because don't, because I've learned, but just more of have you heard about these movies coming out. Okay. Uh, There's the Mark Wahlberg one coming to Paramount+. Plus. Did you see that? Infinite, I believe it's called. No. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how much the trailer actually gives away, but, you know, like any other trailer, I'm sure it's a good bit. Um, but it looks really interesting and really different. The premise is that he, uh, well, I don't know if it's just his character, but that within this world you can remember your, your past lives, uh, reincarnation. And the idea is he's, he has to remember his past lives in order to something. I don't know. It's really vague, but it's, uh, the style wise, it looks like it's going to be a really good action thriller. Um, and I mean, it's Mark Wahlberg. It's so I would right. say it's going to be good because it's Mark Wahlberg, but that's sometimes hit or miss, you know. Um, I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. June tenth, Paramount. I think it's June tenth, ninth or tenth on Paramount Plus. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. Kept seeing uh, ads for it, and finally watched the trailer, and we'll see how much it spoiled. Well, um, <laughs> other than that, uh, what was the other one? Um, Shoot, I can't remember what the other trailer was now. Hmm. Well, I've got a trailer for you to watch. Uh, the only reason I saw it is because we saw it in the theater, but I've already read about the movie, and I'm extremely excited for it. Oh, I know what you're going to say. The one you asked me if I saw yep. the trailer, and apparently I was not paying attention when we were in theaters. The upcoming Edgar Wright film, and I love Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho. Right. This movie looks phenomenal. It comes out on October 22nd. I think it'll be a great Halloween movie to go see. Um... It's got Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg in her final film role, rest in peace, and Terrence Stamp and a few other people. Um, it looks very interesting. So definitely, I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you to check out the trailer because trailers are garbage, but read about it, you know? Oh, uh, Terrence Stamp. I don't know him by his name, but that face can't, yeah. Yeah, that face, you can't forget it, right? Oh, yeah. Strange events plague a young woman after she mysteriously travels back in time to 1960s London. I love that setting, man. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm down. Um, so then we will go ahead and talk about what we're going to talk about next week, which... Um, I would like to go see the third Conjuring movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I know nothing about it. And I haven't seen the second Conjuring movie, so that's going to be my goal between now and next weekend. And I will work to rewatch the Conjuring too because I've only seen it once. So hopefully we will be uh, sitting down, fresh off the take of the Conjuring three, and we can talk about. We'll talk a little bit about the Conjuring two at least. Uh, yeah. I'll give my thoughts at least, and if you want to, um, you know. I'm curious then, what you think. Um, because I, I actually was, enjoyed it more than the first one. I was a big fan of the first one, but that was mostly because I got a lot of word from my mother who loved the story behind it before it was ever a film. Mm. She followed like mm-hmm. uh, all the stuff about it and um, was big into that. So she, w- she would tell me about it. So going into the movie, I knew okay. a lot before even seeing it. So um, 
but then when the second one came out, I knew nothing other than just that it was the second one of that of that series, and just never got around to watching it. So, okay. Have you I, seen any of the spinoffs? Annabelle, the Nun. I saw Annabelle. How did was not it? See the Nun. I just don't get scared by movies involving dolls and shit. Dolls like don't that. creep me out either. Yeah, I don't get um, it, and it doesn't bother me. The doll, let me tell you, the doll bit was was not the bit of House Beneviento that creeped me out, my friend. Yeah, it was not the dolls that got me. <laughs> not gonna spoil that one, but yeah. not dolls definitely. <laughs> it's a Resident Evil Eight reference for those that don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll be part of it, and then. Um, Potentially, I don't know about you, um, and it's going to be tight, but I was just going to say I would like to try to get to go see Corella. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to go see it, but it is on Disney+, Plus. so if we're not able to go see it, we could get together and watch it That'd here cool. if you yeah. want. Yeah. So I'm definitely a movie that I went from having zero interest to, and then thanks to my favorite movie critic, Chris Stuckman, um, please listen to my podcast. I love you. <laughs> um, I really now quite interested in Cruella. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll have that to talk about as well. But um, this was a fun one. This is different. The way we were gonna, you know, piece this together. Hopefully, it won't be too jarring or different. But yeah, um, I kind of like this format. I like the fresh off of watching it. You know what I mean? I think we really get. Uh, we don't lose as much as we do whenever we yeah. come into it later. Um. And it's just fun. I mean, shit, who doesn't, you know, right after you get out of a movie, that's all you want to do is talk about it, right? Oh, yeah. And it's so much fun being Absolutely. able to do it in this way. So um, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a good summer. Damn right. So keep up with us, guys. We're going to be watching new ones all the time and talking about them. And, and maybe, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> We're going to cut that one out. We're going to cut that one out. The hell we are. No. <laughs> Hopefully, um, you know, things will continue to get better in the world. And yes. this can yes. become, yep. you know, because, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but it can be fun having an empty theater. You know, I mean, this this time wasn't empty, but uh, it's also fun having a bunch of people in there, especially depending on the movie, you know. To, yeah, I mean, I will say when I went to see – end game you know the one part in the, the marvel psa that they show people reacting that was my theater too yeah that's 100 percent how my theater reacted and it, it was a great atmosphere so yeah. I, I have missed that yeah i've missed it as well and you know it's, I'm, I'm happy we're finally getting back to that so uh, let's keep it going that way guys go out there get vaccinated and support your local theater that's right get vaccinated stay safe be smart so we can get back to the movies like we love. damn right all right, guys. We will see you. Well, no, we won't. You'll hear us next time <laughs> on the Subjective Cinephiles podcast. That's right. See you next time. <laughs>